Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the Star Live. I've been serving with honor in the Navy four years at Naval Station Mayport, the Jacksonville, Florida native. Next battle, season 21 of NBC's The Voice. We welcome Paris Winningham. How you doing, Doc? It's good to be here, man. My friend, absolutely great, Paris. Let's go beyond the mic. Before we start, I have to thank you for serving our country. Man, thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me to hear, say, hear people say that. So that, that touches my heart. Thank you so much. How did your time in the engine room help prepare you for The Voice? Um, not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, it was tough, man. It was a lot of hours of grinding. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, being down there, I, I slowly but surely felt, you know, like I was kind of like sinking into this hole, you know, proverbial hole. I'm, I'm so grateful for everything that I've, I've learned in the Navy, but my whole passion in life has been music. And to, to have, you know, to have a, a line of work and it's, it's not really what your real passion is, you know, it kind of, you know, you kind of feel a little bit something's missing. That's how I felt for, for the longest. I will say one thing, I guess if it did teach me anything, it was just that, that drive, that work ethic and that tenacity to just keep, keep crushing it, keep moving forward, keep pushing, regardless of what, I, uh, what I'm going through, those hard hours taught me a whole lot about work ethic. I tell you that much. It was all worth it. Trust me. It was all worth it. You're made up of stage presence, a heart for the music and a soul full of love. Yeah. Why was this opportunity important for you to take advantage of and grab on to with both hands? Brother, I got to be honest with you, Sean. Um, I, uh, I, I tried out two other times and obviously I was younger when I tried out. I was, I was in my twenties when I tried out um, and was told no both, both times. And um, it was something about this time. I, I tell the story, you know, to, to those that ask, I had no intentions of trying out this third time. I was not going to. And it wasn't until I talked to my father the day of my the day, my virtual audition was, was scheduled to, to happen. And uh, my dad was like, your mother told me that you were going to, you're supposed to be auditioning for the voice. And I said, huh? Uh, I might, you know, I, I really hadn't, you know, thought, you know, put too much thought into it. He said, no, no, no. He said, we're going we're gonna to pray that off of you. So he said, repeat after me. And I, I, I said a prayer with him and, and uh, he set me on about my way. I said one more prayer and I sat down and I, I did the audition and I'm here now. But it means so much to me because of the simple fact that this is like the beginning of my life all over again. It's just like a chance for me to, you know, really honestly take life, you know, by the reins and do what I've been wanting to do my whole entire life. And that's make music my full time. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I'm going to be striving to do from this day forward. Since this rebirth, your adopted family chose you. So you're the chosen one. <laughs> How has your adopted family helped you grow spiritually, emotionally, and mentally to this day? My adopted family... And first of all, I mean, you know, I, I just, you know, I see them as my family, you know, I, I, they're all I know, you know, my, my family in general, they just, they, I wish I could really honestly put it in the words, Sean. I mean, they, they, they've been so much to me. They, they've done so much and bent over backwards. My, my mother and father, especially have sacrificed so much. I haven't been the easiest child to, to deal with, to be honest with you. I've been a knucklehead. 
I've, I've had my moments, but um, through it all, they love me and they keep they keep pushing me, regardless of you know how many times I slip and fall. And I think that's the real, real, true definition of unconditional love. That regardless to how somebody treats you, or regardless to what you know, what they put you through, you love them enough to keep supporting them and keep pushing them and. That's really honestly what I could say about my mother and father and, and, and all of my family. You know, um, it's funny because it kind of does feel like that. You know, I'm the, I'm the chosen one now. You know, I got so many one of my family members that are like, yeah, you got it. You, you, you better make the Winningham name proud. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, y'all. Don't put too much pressure on me. But yeah. You belted out Stevie Wonder's Superstition in the Blinds. Why was that your go-to song? Superstition has, has kind of been my, uh, I guess, you know, my go-to since I've been, you know, here in Jacksonville, you know, different gigs and different events that I've, that I've sang it. That's been my, uh, that's been, you know, this is like my signature song. That's been, a, oh, we got to hear Paris sing. We got to hear Paris sing Superstition. So it's always on the list every time I, I, I get ready to sing and, I just have so much fun with it and it's written so well. I mean, come on, it's Stevie, you know, this man is, this man is, this man is an icon. He's a legend. I just said to myself, I was like, I got to do it justice. And I, I'm, you know, what song could I hit him in the mouth with? Okay. Let's hit him in the mouth with Stevie. Let's do it. So yes, that was my, that was my go-to song for, for blinds, but I got, I got, I got something in the tank. I, I got something in the tank. Are you ready with another gear? I, I do. I do. You know, I, I look at everything, and, you know, especially going into, you know, this, uh, this pla- being on this platform and going into the singing competition, it's easy to, to go into this and, and forget the competition aspect of the, of the, uh, of the platform. So the way I look at it, everything has to be strategy. And so you have to strategically pick which songs you're going to go with. And then when you go with them, you have to strategically pick out your moments and how you're going to apply yourself to the song and apply feeling to the song. And so I've always tried to, you know, tell the story every time I get up there to sing. Every time. Amen to that. Quote, Ariana, I love you, but John, let's make history, unquote. What's the history you want to make? <laughs> I, uh, I just, I, honestly, I want to make a mark on, on, on the voice and, and on this season, period. I want to, I want people to look back and, you know, and see, yeah, there's something different about this cat, you know, that, I'm not. I'm not taking nothing away from all of the, the the greats that have that have come on this competition. Even last season with Cam and and I mean, come on, got to step it up. I got to. I got to. And and you know, one of my favorites from last season, definitely Cam. I mean, that guy. That guy is something. Victor Solomon is that man is 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 something outrageous. Zania Alake. Oh my God. And here's the crazy thing. I look at it and I'm like, okay, I see where they were. And now I'm up here and it's like, I got to make my mark. And so I, I try my best every time I sing a song. It's, it's been my goal when it was 
when it was Stevie, I want them to, to, to feel Stevie, but I want them to hear me. When it, was, when it was Luther, I want them to feel Luther, but I want them to hear me. You know, and so each time I try to make that mark. You get to the battles. Jonathan and you pull out one of the closest battles this year. Yeah. What's going through your head as you get the win and head on to the knockouts? Mm-hmm. Somebody steal Jonathan. That's, 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 that, that was the main thing in my head. Somebody steal Jonathan. Jonathan and I had a conversation before we even got on stage. I told him, I said, brother, our mission is to do such a great job with this song that they forget it's a battle and they have such a hard time picking who wins that both of us have to go through. I said, some, I don't care who wins. I said, I don't care who wins, but I know both of us are going to go through. That's for sure. I told him it was going to happen. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not no wizard. I don't, I don't say, and I'm not no prophet. I don't speak, you know, say that, that I, you know, I know what's going to, what the future is going to be, but I do believe in speaking and, and, and believing. And once you put your, your, your speech to your belief that, you know, things manifest. And I truly believe that. And I told him, I said, yo, brother, it, it's, it's going to happen. We're going to do this song so well that they're going to have no choice but to keep us both on the show. And sure enough, sure enough, it, it came to pass. Paris Winningham joined us beyond the mic, and it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure, Paris. Ooh-wee. Okay. Let's start out with favorite ship to serve on. Oh, the only ship I've served on, the great USS Denver. Yes, LPD-9. Best MRE to eat. Ooh wee! Oh, that's a good one. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, I would have to say it for me. It was uh, the barbecue chicken head, like barbecue chicken and mac and cheese. It was freaking amazing. Who's the best boss you've ever had, and what made them the best? Oh man, the best boss I've ever had. The best boss I have ever had has to be my DM when I worked for uh, T-Mobile, Stephanie. She was my favorite person in the world, still is, and we still stay in contact to this day. What do you do with pennies? I keep them in my car. Uh, (laughs) I got got pennies all over the place, so I always have spare change. When you were on the Denver, where was your favorite place on the boat to think? Just to think. There was a spot on, on the side port where they would open up the door sometimes. I would just sit there and just relax and, you know, watch the, watch the waves crashing. And it was just beautiful just to sit there. And sometimes on the flight deck, you know, just to sit there on the flight deck, just recollect and think, watch the sunset, watch the sunrise. And by the way, if you have not been out on the ocean and, you know, been in the middle of the sea and seen the sunrise and sunset, you will not see a more beautiful sunrise or sunset ever. But yeah. Do you make wishes when you blow out candles on a birthday cake? I say prayers, you know, that, I, 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 I pray, I pray to God for certain things and, and more so not just like wishes, but prayers, you know, for God to, you know, just make certain moves in my life. And as I go into the next year of, or next phase of my life, you know, just certain things to work out. Have any of them come true? I'm here. <laughs> 
I'm here. So, <laughs> um, um, <laughs> what's the one thing your family doesn't know about you? Oh, that's a good one. The one thing that my family doesn't know about me. Um, I don't know. I'm such an open book. I don't think there's anything that they don't know about me. I, I yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really hide much from from my family. I, they, and I'm I'm one of those people like ask me a question. I got no problem telling you. So, how about the one thing you wish you could avoid? One thing I wish I could avoid is losing people. And I'm trying not to do this without. I'm trying to do this without getting without getting emotional. Losing my grandmother, my last living grandparent, was like the hardest thing for me. And what's even worse on top of that is I actually I actually preached her homegoing. It's the toughest sermon I think I've ever preached in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, if I could avoid losing people, that'd be freaking awesome because I'd have everybody I love right by me. I've, I've lost some intricate people in my life. I still have a whole lot more that is still sticking by my side, even to this day, and I love each and every one of them for that. So. You said, quote, character is how you treat those who can do nothing for you, unquote. How have you been treated and how have you been tested? Just like everybody else, I've had, you know, some people that have done me wrong. And just like, you know, everybody else, I've had some people that have treated me like gold. But I think for me, the one thing I, I try to understand is the fact that though it may hit you hard when those people treat you wrong, you still learn from it. Don't complain about it. Learn from it. Once you learn from it, then grow from it. You know, treat every single part of your life, the good, the good times, the bad times, treat every single part of your life as a learning experience. Apply it to your life. And once you do that and you choose happiness over depression, you choose happiness over stress and pain, things will start working out. What tips have John given you that'll help you for your future? One of the major things is I remember him saying, apply the feeling to the song. You know, make people feel what you're saying. Sing it like you wrote it. Ever since he said that, he said that to both Jonathan and I at rehearsal, we, we were standing there. He came up to us. He said, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have any notes for you guys, but let's not look at the technical side of things. Let's look at this side. Let's, let's look at the feeling. Let's work on that. Make people feel and believe what you're seeing. And I just, you know, that's why I believe that this, this battle was one of the best, it's going to go down as one of the best battles that, you know, has ever been on The Voice. And that's just, that's just in my opinion. It's, it's a, it was so fun to do. Oh, it was just amazing. Amazing to share, share the stage with somebody like Jonathan. That man is, that man is an absolute beast. And one of my, one of my closest friends. And he's, he's, he's a buddy of mine. So yeah, most definitely. If you're enjoying this conversation, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, authors, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and a subscribe. How has Layla Hathaway inspired you and what other musicians have inspired your musical joy? Oh my gosh. Oh, Layla Hathaway. That woman is something. I mean, let's not, not just her. I mean, her, her, her father on top of that. I mean, we talking about 
some heavyweights, you know, heavyweights in music. But Layla, it's something about when she opens her mouth and the her selection in in the notes that she sings and and it's like she's perfectly taking her time and dissecting the song and it's yeah oh my god you you can tell I I don't have you know I, I can hardly put it in words I am actually in awe every time I hear her sing she is she is something amazing other musicians that I that I really my dad brought me up on in my opinion, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, alto saxophone players ever, uh, David Sanborn. I am a huge fan of David Sanborn. I pray to God that one of these days I get to share the stage with him because he is an absolute joy to listen to. I absolutely love listening to David and just hearing. I, I, one of my favorites by him, Smile by Charlie Chaplin. He did a rendition of that, and oh my gosh, that that blessed my soul. <laughs> I mean, that man, that man is something else. So yeah, I, I've I've always been a big fan of him. Some people are trying to push to be noticed by producers, record companies. Some people are pushing themselves, trying to prove to themselves they have what it takes. Um, it's so funny you asked this question, Sean, because I had a conversation with my father right after right after my blind audition went upstairs to my hotel room and I was sitting down and I was just, you know, thinking back on everything that just went down. And it was, it was a blur to be honest with you, but I said, dad, I think now I can honestly say to myself, Paris, you're a professional singer. And it might sound it might sound weird to other people like, oh, my gosh, you you, you know, people would tell me, you know, you're already singing all over Jacksonville and you're singing all up and down the East Coast. And you're already, you know, uh, been on, you know, some pretty big stages and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah OK. Yeah, I know. And to hear people say, oh, you're so amazing. You know, and I, I, I take it all in stride. But at the end of the day. I had to prove it to myself. And every musician should understand this, what I'm about to say. When you get to a point where you, you've reached a goal that you've set for yourself, you, you, can, you can firmly say, okay, yeah, I've made it. Now, I'm not saying I've, I've reached my potential. I've reached my pinnacle. I'm not saying that. And I believe I can go further than this, but this solidifies it to me. This proves it to me, Paris. You know, you have what it takes to share the stage with some some big names. You have the you have what it takes to stand toe to toe with some of these greats. You know, I'm not saying I'm any better than any of them or anything like that, or you know, on par with them or anything like that. But what I am saying is that I had to prove to myself that I have what it takes to really make this, you know, apply to my life and 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 make music. Quote, people either prove to you how important you are to them or you live long enough to watch yourself become irrelevant to them, unquote. How has the friends you've gained from this show, from this experience, proven important to you? I've gained some, some, some very close friends from the show. As y'all can already imagine, Jonathan being one of them. I've lost some friends through the show, you know, 
it's okay. It's, it's a part of life. People are going to come and people are going to go. But those that have still stuck by me, those that have continued to keep pushing me, those that have continued to lift me up and pick me up when I slip up and I fall, not sit there and mock me and laugh at me, but, you know, reach their hand out and say, hey, let's go. I appreciate and love every single last one of them for that. So I would say that I've, I've gained some, some real, true, lifelong friends from this experience. And that's something I really honestly wouldn't trade for the world. I, I thank God for it. It's time for One Big Question with Paris Winningham from Season 21 of NBC's The Voice. Beyond the mic, you're a preacher. Mm. I want to know what's the sermon that you want to give <laughs> from the lessons you've gained on The Voice. What's the topic of that sermon? The topic of that sermon is the topic of the very same sermon that I preached at my mother's home going. The title was given to me by my father. He called me up one day. He said, Paris, I got a, I got a sermon title for you. I said, okay, shoot. He said, say no to the easy. I said, okay. All right. He repeated it. Say no to the easy. I said, all right. Yes, sir. Um, he said, I'm gonna call you in three weeks. Have the sermon ready. I want to hear what you got. I say, yes, sir. I truly can say that the sermon I'm trying to preach to everybody with my life story is just say no to the easy. There's so many things that we can do in life. And there's so many, so many goals and aspirations that we can have for ourselves. But there's one thing in, in particular that we have to do, and that's keep persevering, keep striving, keep pushing, and not trying to take the easy way out. I could have easily just given up and not tried out the third time. And I was close to doing it. I could have easily just said, you know what, it's just not for me. And I had said it. Not, 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 to, not to prolong things, but <clears throat> the second time I tried out, I had not too long ago gotten into a car accident two days before my birthday totaled my car and was sitting on my couch in pain, wondering to myself, how in the world did I get out of that? That could have very well been the last day of my life. And I had to thank God. I said, you know what? I thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for giving me another day. And I made a promise. I said, I will never, ever, ever, ever give up on myself. As long as God never gives up on me, and he hasn't, and he never will. And that's why I'm here now. He wants to play with David Sanborn, loves serving on the USS Denver, and like us all, hates losing people. We thank Paris Winningham from Season 21 of NBC's The Voice for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you, Sean. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.